Are you seen Jumanji? No. <laughs> He's too good for Jumanji. <laughs> I could have told you that. Ju- <laughs> Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Yeah, is it a colon title? I don't know. I've heard it both ways. I've heard it with and without. It's like Ghostbusters answer the call. Sometimes yeah. they have it on there, and a lot of times they don't. But I could almost guarantee there's a little GNR in uh, Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it. In the end credits, I think. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And most of the promos for it. Welcome to the jungle. Check out the Deadpool to watch uh, Jim Carrey sing that song. <laughs> Basically plays like a Axl oh, Rose type. The Deadpool. Yeah, the Deadpool. I thought you were just being... The Deadpool? Yeah. Deadpool it's, a, it's like the fifth uh, Dirty Harry the, movie. Yeah, it's a Dirty Harry. Oh. Out of five. Jim Carrey's in it? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Dirty Harry's investigating a series of murders where there's a there's a Deadpool. Like, in the beginning of Deadpool, that they have up the big board in the bar. Mm-hmm. A bunch of celebrities are dying, so people are betting on it. But So, Dirty Harry's on the case, and Jim Carrey's one of those celebrities. Huh. Yeah. That's funny. It's actually Jim Carrey, though. Yeah. That look like. Probably back <laughs> when he was James Carrey. No, I mean, like... <laughs> Would you have known who he is? What When was that movie made? 85, I think. No, I mean, like, as a celebrity. He said he was the celebrity up there. He's the Axl Rose type character. But he plays a character. It's not Jim Carrey as Jim Carrey. No, it's not Jim Carrey as Jim Carrey. He wasn't a celebrity in 85. <laughs> this is before. I didn't know he was living acting color. in 85. Yeah. I think Living Color. That was like 89 right. when it started. Well, only white dude on there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they had to diversify the cast. Well, they had uh, one or two white women later in the series. Wow, they're women, though. So I was talking (laughs) about men. (laughs) All right, well, let's get it going here. You know, this is an 89-minute movie, so let's try and keep it under 89 minutes. Huh? Mm -hmm. Eh? Plus, it's hot as fuck in here, so... 15 minutes. <laughs> 15er. <laughs> just some fun facts, and that's about it. That's it. Just read IMDb <laughs> fast. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome back to WTM. Watch this movie. I am Eric Mulder. So he says, wrecked him, damn near killed him. Full house today. So all Ooh. four of the main co hosts are present and accounted for. So let's go clockwise here. We have Brett with us. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Doing pretty good. Well, I just feel that we're all made exactly the way we're supposed to be. Oh, no, hell no. I'm a Christian, and you ain't going to sit there and blame God for how you look, okay? 
That's uh, his new clip. What? <laughs> that, where's that from? Norbit? That's from Norbit. I, bet. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, of course, it had to be Norbit. And there's another clip from Norbit that we're actually semi-using now. So Brett's got two clips from Norbit in here, and I don't know how to feel about oh, it. Oh, God. But that's what broke there. it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Computer's like, I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, that voice you hear is Mr. Alex Jones. Not, hey, hey. To, not to be confused with the Alex Jones. He's our Alex Jones. Yeah, our mm. bicep. The people's Alex Jones. <laughs> I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. You're finally done with that clip. Oh. You got your next one picked up? Half a year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got a couple. I got a couple I noted down. Okay. I haven't decided yet on which one, though. Hmm. All right. I do need to rewatch Robocop after your text the other day, though, because there might be some good Jones ones in there. Yeah, there's a lot of Jones clips I'm going to get from Robocop. There's a couple that are just like, fuck Jones. (laughs) (laughs) You'll uh, play that one when I don't show up for the podcast. <laughs> so Jones isn't here. Fuck Jones. <laughs> uh, also joining us today, Mr. Jason. How Hello. are you? Thank you. I'm fine. Jason's a legend, Jimmy. A legend. Still a legend. You got your new clip figured out yet? Uh, not yet. Maybe next time. Well, next time is tomorrow, right? So maybe not next time. <laughs> Next, in, next time. In 24 yeah. hours. Better hurry up. <laughs> hurry up and pick one. Said we could change it every episode. Every ep? Or or maybe even do two an episode. Yeah, we need two introductions Damn. per episode. Well, I said you could. I just would prefer <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> so I was thinking my clip's coming to an end here. I'm going to come up with something new relatively soon. Hmm. So, But we'll see. Um, so yeah, this, uh, stand by me, we're kicking off our summer of summer, summer of love, summer of summer themed movies. Sure. We'll be doing RoboCop next. And then we had kind of thought about independence day, but I think we're just going to push that off or, or just not do independence day. I think we're going to do the rock though. Jason and I are big yeah. fans of the rock. That'll be fun. Brett's never seen it. So you'll probably watch it and then. Decide if you're going to participate. Yeah, I might. I might break down and watch it, even though it's like everybody in there I hate. <laughs> Sean Connery, <laughs> Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed Harris. Ed Harris. He's okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you like Westworld, so you should like Ed Harris. A Ed bit. Harris is okay. <laughs> but Ta- Nick Cage, though, I don't know. Tarantino uh, doctored some of the dialogue, so you got that to look forward to. Ooh, yeah. I bet it's really well uh, delivered. <laughs> there are some excellent overacted nick cage <laughs> like quintessential nick cage <laughs> you, you appreciate him i love the rock rock's awesome yeah we'll see so you're more than welcome i don't know um we haven't talked yet about your availability for july because i know you're also going to be busy with a movie breakdown of easy rider that we're going to do in july I do love easy rider so i don't know you'll probably you might be too busy working on that but yeah. If you want to show up for The Rock, you can show up for The Rock. Okay. You have a rock shirt that you would wear? You'd show up just to wear a rock shirt. I don't I don't have one. <laughs> you don't have Bromable? Not even from back in the day. <laughs> oh, God. I wish you could find my uh, 
like foam finger thing, except I had a Brahma bowl. <laughs> the one WWF event I went to. And then I had a Generation X bucket hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the one you went to with Enderly. No, no. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that one. No, it's yeah. the one I went to when I was in like sixth grade, seventh grade. Yeah. I did have a friend in junior high who had the, the layeth the smacketh down t shirt. That's awesome. And then on the back it said on your candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, Easy Rider Breakdown. We'll be doing that in July. So yeah, like I said, the rock, Scarface, we'll be doing a leftover of that. That'll be coming in August. So a lot in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, today, Stand By Me from 1986. Such a good year, 1986. Mm-hmm. Not really. I don't know. It was, it was 88 a- was better. <laughs> <laughs> Brett begs to differ. It was just okay. 87 for him. 86 for Jason. Oh, yeah. He's a fellow 86er. There Those you go. things are from 86. I can 86 you right now. <laughs> What, like Sarah Sanders? Or? <laughs> yeah. uh, I learned that 86 is a restaurant term for get that person out of the restaurant. <laughs> Usually it's more used in bars because they tend to 86 people that are drunks or cause a lot of disturbances. Well, back in the old movies and TV shows, 86 meant to murder somebody. A 186. 186. No, that's 187. Oh, yeah. No, but the 86 somebody was to kill somebody in the spy movies. Oh, really? Or like Get Smart. Okay. Get Smart, he was an agent 86 because he was fucking retarded. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the clip pulled up. Does the word retarded mean anything to you? <laughs> Love the old terms these kids are using. The, these fancy old words like retarded and, and fag. <laughs> Bringing it back, trying to make it popular again. <laughs> Uh, kids can get away with anything, especially if it's in 1959 or a movie that comes out in 86. Because we've talked about those 80 movies last, uh, God, oh, like Monster Squad. And we had like a string of 80s movies we did in a row. And every one of them, kids were saying, <laughs> throwing the F-word, F-bomb around yeah, pretty loosely. Got to get these kids under control. Well, kids don't do that these days. No, no, it's not cool to say gay slurs these days. Have you seen Twitter? Wait, didn't you say you're, you're throwing the f bomb around? Yeah, yeah. The, the real oh that f bomb. F bomb still f bomb still legit. F bomb stands the test of time, <laughs> but not that f bomb. Apparently, that'd be a good top five movies that don't hold up. <laughs> Because it's just terrible slurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he watched was was you? Or he watched rape. Holiday Inn the other day. Oh or the, no, I watched Holiday Inn a while ago, but we were talking about it on the last episode. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> that blackface. <laughs> Sam bought it, <laughs> and we watched it and closed the curtains so nobody saw what we watched. <laughs> After they did like blackface for half the movie. <laughs> And then she goes, God, we got to get rid of that. I go, no, 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 we got to hold on to that. That's a talking movie. People look and go, oh, what's Holiday Inn about? I go, let me tell you. You got a couple minutes? I'll show you a scene. It's a classic. <laughs> That's not on TCM. So. so, oh, man. That's where the song White Christmas came from, which ruins White Christmas for Sam. 
which is one of her favorite Christmas movies. I knew it because he brought he brought, Jason brought up White Christmas, and I thought he was talking about the song from the movie. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about the movie. Oh right, there's another. White oh Christmas yeah, yeah, movie, right? yeah. We watch Sam watches it every year, and then when we watched Holiday Inn, we realized I looked it up, and that song was in Holiday Inn, and yeah. then they made the movie because of it. So I go, your song's kind of racist. My, like. my favorite part of Holiday Inn was after they did the blackface, he said, oh, that went so well, let's do it for Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, All right, well, enough of blackface. Let's get back to the F words here. And Stand By Me from 86 is directed by Rob Reiner, written uh, obviously based off of a novel by Stephen King, or a novella called the body it's a female novel <laughs> <laughs> don't gender my stories uh Reynold gideon and bruce evans helped with the screenplay uh stars will wheaton river phoenix Corey feldman jerry o'connell Kiefer sutherland casey simasco gary riley eh. That's about it. John Cusack. Yeah, John Cusack. You know? always, and Richard Dreyfuss, of course. Mm-hmm. Can't yeah. forget those two. Yeah. Of course, I always forget John Cusack is in here until I watch this movie. <laughs> so it's two like, overly cheesy and sentimental flashbacks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, oh, golly, I forgot about John Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the most loving brother that no one's ever had. No one has right. had a brother like this. Yeah. <laughs> He's no a one. really good writer. His story was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> The most supportive big brother ever. And then he dies. <laughs> she like has a big movie trope. Like, I've, I've heard that kind of thing before where they have the older brother that's really good at some sport, mm-hmm. and then he dies, and then, you know, he was he was the favorite, and the other kid is like, oh. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Perks of being a wallflower. <laughs> did, did Stephen Kid died. <laughs> did, did Stephen King's brother die? Um... Because cause he basically writes about himself in every fucking book or movie that he writes. It seems yeah, you're like. talking about how pretty much you know every book at he least, writes is about a writer. Like at least half the movies based on his his writings, the main character is a writer. Maximum Overdrive, you know. <laughs> like The Shining, <laughs> Misery, Stand by Me, uh, Secret Window. Uh, what else did we say? Fourteen oh eight, Pet Cemetery. I don't know. The, I don't know what the guy is. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it. It. Yeah, he's a writer in it with that sick ass ponytail. <laughs> hmm. From the original version, Green Mile. Prison guard. He probably wrote on the side. Yeah. Shawshank. Shawshank. Any, any movie that the character's not a writer, he's probably he probably writes for fun. <laughs> it's his hobby. <laughs> that's your okay. That's just, it's his hobby. They mention it. Fan fiction. Or there's symbolism <laughs> to say he's a writer at heart. <laughs> you just see a typewriter up the, in the corner in the somewhere. Corner, like, writer. <laughs> uh, Storyline for this movie. After the death of a friend, a writer recounts a boyhood journey to find the body of a missing boy. You guys want to go see a dead body? So yeah, it's the let's go find, look at a dead body movie yep. from 86. Yeah. And they find it. And the story. End of story. Let's go. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah, I don't think we need to go through a beat by beat of what happened in this movie because it's pretty simple. Um, yeah, Vern, I should say, Jerry O'Connell plays Vern, the chubby kid 
who is now married to Rebecca Romaine. Um, are they still married? Yeah. Or okay. I know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought they got divorced. No. She divorced John. I know, I know she did that, but I guess they are still married. Confirmed. According to IMDb. Nice. Since 07. <laughs> Since 07? Yeah. That is a, that's a lot longer than I thought. 11 years? Yeah. Mm. Going strong. John Stamos. He's a good looking dude. <laughs> we, went to, we went to Gray. <laughs> hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. We went to Graceland in Memphis, and the audio tour was put on by John Stamos. Nice. <laughs> that sounds about right. So, so I put the headphones on, and then you click the button, and it goes. So John Stamos is going to be walking you through Elvis's house. <laughs> John St- I was like, John fucking Stamos? <laughs> It's like this is a ripoff. This tour, because <laughs> there's the joke. Uh, you know, Re- Rebecca Romaine, she married the fat kid from Stand by Me. That's you know pretty crazy. Well, I read part of the fun facts. The IMDb trivia was that um, like three months into Jerry O'Connell and uh, Rebecca Romaine dating, like he went back to her hometown and hung out with some of her old like high school friends or you know, people she grew up with. And they told him that, yeah, Rebecca, when she was growing up, you know, Stand By Me is her favorite movie. She had the posters all over her wall and stuff like that. <laughs> and she she had never told Jerry O'Connell this. So then he found out through her friends and then basically he called her on it. So you picked the wrong one. <laughs> well, actually, well, technically, another one couldn't have been picked. Right. I was going to say, River <laughs> Phoenix probably was her choice. <laughs> yeah. of, the, of, the ones, of the ones <laughs> remaining, I think she made the right choice. Can you speak to people blaming Johnny Depp for that? Just because he he owned the Viper Room, yeah, correct. He was a part owner, wasn't he? Yeah, I think him and a couple guys. Doesn't make him any less of an owner. <laughs> yeah. So just because he owned it is why people are like, ah, eh, yeah, he's at fault. But uh, probably because he owned it and all side, he was there that night. Was so he? I, okay. That's yeah, what I, I sure think. About. Yeah, they say like I, he wasn't like probably hanging out with River Phoenix all night, feeding him drinks and shit, but. Because he was there and he owned the place. Because he overdosed on heroin, correct? I, I mean, so. a mixture of like hard Eight. drugs and alcohol. Something like that. Brett's looking it up. I'm looking it up. Hey, you're standing over there. Why don't you do something? Oh. <laughs> it's a good All transition right. in a Family Guy, too, because they parody it in Family Guy. Yeah, such a good parody. I also can't watch Stand By Me without thinking of Family Guy mm-hmm. anymore. Yep. It's this drug-induced heart failure. I'm seeing if there's more specifics in the trivia. Maybe it was a precursor to the opioid epidemic. Let's talk about that. People's <laughs> thoughts on a solution. <laughs> I think heroin was pretty prevalent in the in L.A. Yeah. around that time. Uh, it was 93, so it's peak grunge era, right? Mm-hmm. Vanity Fair says... Uh, he drank a speedball of heroin and cocaine dissolved ball. into a drink before chasing it with Valium. It's a lot of drugs. He, he chased the drink with Valium? Apparently. Dissolved do it. heroin and cocaine into a drink. Didn't know you could do that. I mean, I guess that makes sense. And chased it with Valium. Huh. Yeah, that would probably do it. Yeah. I guess. So Johnny Depp sold him the drugs? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. 
is correct. No, Johnny D died in the club. Johnny Depp pulled him out onto the curb. So he's like, you get out of here. You're 86. <laughs> I don't need this insurance and that's where came from. Uh, Johnny Depp coined 86 that night, too. <laughs> nice callback. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Those are allegedly. You have to say that for legal purposes. Well, <laughs> well, somebody probably was talking in his earpiece and told him to do it. Did your Johnny Depp axe with the earpiece? Hmm. Yeah. He what? That's why he, he wears an earpiece, and then somebody feeds oh, him his lines. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. I thought I did hear that. I thought Mulder, you told me that. Spends like $100,000 a month on it or something like that. Yeah. It's, well, I just saw like everyone else in that article that was came out last week. Rolling Stone. Yeah. But always broke or about to be broke. Yeah. I forget what the, it was some lawsuit he had to like list all his expenses out. Mm-hmm. And that was one of them. Because he's. Your like, pieces? How is that so expensive? Because he's got to pay the guy to feed him the lines. He has a dedicated guy. Yeah, that he takes along with him to all these shoots. Yeah. Wow. Uh, acting's easy. Well, they they said he was spending like th- uh, thirty thousand dollars a month on wine, and he said, "I would never spend that much. It was much more." Fucking bam. <laughs> 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 then he beat his wife and allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't want to tarnish his reputation. <laughs> I joke, I joke, I joke. Why you not know joke when you hear joke? <laughs> Is that Norbert? That's the that's, that's the one. That's the uh, yeah. <laughs> Makes you want to watch it a little less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's for when Jason doesn't get a reference that he makes to either wrestling or <laughs> rap music <laughs> or, <laughs> or movies. Goes, yep. <laughs> All right, let's get into it here. So we have the four boys. We got Corey Felds, Will Wheaton, Jay O'Connell, and River. They're just the four best friends that anybody can have, basically. It's pretty Um, wholesome. Yeah, group of friends. And so Vern, yeah, he overheard about. um, He overheard from his brother talking to another gang member because his brother's in this gang with Kiefer Sutherland and some other. (laughs) Some other hoods. It's hard to take a fifties gang seriously. Yeah. You know, he pulls out that switchblade though at the end, and he means business. Yeah. Yep, they're playing uh, mailbox baseball at one point, mm-hmm. which apparently has official rules, and they can't stop after three innings. They have to yeah. play an official game. This is a nom. <laughs> Well, it was pre nom. Yeah, true. Yeah, it was yeah that is true. <laughs> uh, that was back when the French were still retreating. What was that French joke they said at the beginning in the clubhouse? How do you know when a Frenchman has been in your yard? It's like your your Yeah. The French. I laughed. I laughed at that joke. That was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> the joke is that the French eat garbage and fuck dogs. Are those like, yeah. stereotypes <laughs> or something? That's the joke. No, I think that he just wanted to insult French people because he knew his friend was French. 
<laughs> that guy's out of the game. If I'm, if I'm running the show, I go, bad joke, you're out. <laughs> you guys seen Lost Boys? Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks like a vampire in this movie, too. For some reason, I always look at him and go, I think he's actually a vampire. Just got that face. It's that blonde hair. Yeah. I don't know. Something about it. That creepy flesh-colored beard. I know the back Harlow Road. It comes to a dead end by the Royal River. The train tracks are right there. Me and my dad used to fish for Cossies out there. Jesus Christ, man. If they would have known you were under there, they would have killed you. Could he have gotten all the way from Chamberlain to Harlow? That's really far. Sure. He must have started walking on the train tracks and just followed them the whole way. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then after dark, train must have come along and I'll smack go. Yeah. Hey. Hey, you guys. I bet you anything that if we find him, we'll get our pictures in the paper. Yeah, yeah, we can even be on TV. Sure. We'll be heroes. Yeah. I don't know. Billy will know or I found out. He's not going to care. Because it's going to be us guys that find him, not Billy and Charlie Hogan in the boosted car. They'll probably pin a medal on you, Vern. Yeah, you think so? Sure. Or we tell our folks exactly what you said. We'll all tell our folks we're tenting out in your backfield. You tell your folks you're sleeping over at Teddy's. Then we say we're going over to the drag races the next day. We're rock solid till dinner tomorrow night. Man, that's a plan and a half. But if we do find that kid's body over in South Harlow, they'll know we didn't go to the drag races. We'll get hided. Nobody will care. Because everybody's going to be so jazzed about what we found, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Well, my dad will hide me anyway, but hell, it's worth the hiding. Shit, yeah. Let's do it. What do you say? All right. Gordy. Sure. Vern? I don't know. Vern. Come on, Verno. Vern. Vern. Come on, Verno. Come on, Verno. Too cool. Too cool. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yes. <laughs> Why was Vern so reluctant? It was his idea. Yeah. Because he had overheard his brother and another gang member talking about them stumbling upon the body of Ray Brower, who had gone looking for blueberries and disappeared. <laughs> and I was like, what? Because it was a kid. They yeah. said it was a kid their age. Although yeah. when you see the kid, he looks older than them. Yeah. I don't he's think he was bi- he's much bigger older. than Chris Chambers. I don't think he was much older than them, but yeah. Because Chris Chambers, he's the. Like, he's the one that. He's the big one in the group. He's got pubes. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking Chris got the armpit hair. <laughs> They're all supposed to be the same age, right? Yeah. Yeah, it would give her, like River, a year. Yeah, River Phoenix was a couple years older than. Yeah, I also think um, his character, uh, Chris Chambers, maybe it's alluded to that, or may, at least in the book, that he was held back a year, so he's a year older than the other kids. That could be. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about how they are all children of abuse? What <laughs> <laughs> they, the they all had system? abusive parents. Oh, all abusive parents. Yeah, Chris Chambers' dad is a real piece of shit. Yeah. And yeah. then uh I wrote down in my notes I forgot how much of a train wreck Gordy's parents are <laughs> oh my God. after the, after their oldest son dies. <laughs> they, they just, just mope through life. And they don't fucking give a hate shit about him. Gordy. Yeah. They hate Gordy. <laughs> He's kind of a little bitch. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate him too. Yeah. <laughs> Easy Jason. <laughs> 
<laughs> I kind of think Jason would be Gordy. <laughs> Vern's, Vern's parents. You don't hear much about him, but no. uh, but if his older brother's in the gang, then they can't be good parents, can well, they? Well, he was worried about getting a hiding. So uh, yeah, you know yeah. But then again, back in '59, that was just called discipline. So right, and he's got to hide money from his parents. He's burying pennies <laughs> out in his out underneath <laughs> the porch. <laughs> Wait, Gordy wasn't physically abused, right? Just talking emotional no. abuse. No, emotional. Yeah, because yeah. he said his dad hadn't laid a hand on him since he was three. Right, 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 right. But his dad kept wishing that he was the one that was dead. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the, to the his wrong, face. The wrong kid died. Trope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he uh, he didn't support his writing. Yeah, That's although true. John Cusack. He supported enough for the whole family, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he really was the perfect kid. They really should have killed him. He was the, the only upbeat kid. one in the house. I think he killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck this. Can't take this family. Did they say how he died? Downer. He was a car crash or yeah, something? Yeah, a car accident, I believe. Allegedly. A, a Jeep. A Jeep, yeah. <laughs> a Jeep accident, because he referenced oh, a Jeep. I see. What's he doing driving a Jeep? Those unsafe Jeeps back he in the 50s. probably drunk driving. All those guys were <laughs> drinking and driving. <laughs> Playing baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, there, is there ever a scene where uh, Kiefer's gang is driving and not all of them have a, have a bottle of beer? Is there a scene where there isn't a, a beer bottle in every hand in that car? Well, probably not. When they're carrying knives and bats, there's no beer in there. But uh, other times, there's. <laughs> That's because he said, "Hold my beer." And then he goes and, and swings the bat. Oh man, you heard the plan. So they set off on like a. Did they say it was like a thirty mile walk? I thought I remember them saying Gordy something about thirty like miles, twenty miles, maybe thirty. Yeah. Okay. Right. Chris brings his dad's gun, yeah, which was just loose on the on the dresser. Yeah, say I'm uh, <laughs> I'm no expert, but uh, I have serious doubts about whether or not this Chris Chambers kid has papers for that pistol. <laughs> did you write that joke down? I did. I did. <laughs> no, this Chris Chambers. I just wanted myself to remember it. That's a Chris Chambers joke, it. everybody. <laughs> End podcast. <laughs> Next note, train dodge. <laughs> I remember to bring that up. Train! <laughs> Not that one. All right. Uh, the one where Teddy's playing with... Oh, that train dodge. Yeah, played with the train. He's always trying to pretend like he's his dad in Normandy. Quick yeah. question. Do you think his dad actually was storming the beaches in Normandy? Mm. No. Because they talk about his dad's, you know, a, a loony, loony... His dad. Oh yeah, we forgot to bring up that his dad put his ear to the hot stove, oh, yeah. and almost killed him because mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, so his dad was abusive and had mental issues, and that would also, you know, a lot of veterans have had yeah. mental issues. So I don't know if it's really kind of set in stone whether Teddy's full of shit or not. Talking about his dad. Well, he probably was at Normandy. Or at least in the, he was in the war for sure, I'm guessing. But yeah, it would, like you said, a lot of soldiers come back with mental issues and, Mm -hmm. you know. So to him, it's like his dad is this big hero and everybody else, it's, oh, your dad went crazy. Mm Yeah, pretty much. Is that what happened, Jason? (laughs) Apparently. Thanks for summarizing it. You're welcome. 
So yeah, um, River Phoenix pulls Corey Feldman out of the way of the speeding train. But uh, they decide to take a shortcut through the uh, junkyard. Mm-hmm. Famous scene with the junkyard dog named Chopper. They've yep. heard a legend. It's like the legend from Sandlot about the yeah, big dog behind the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently this uh, Chopper has been trained to... Sick balls. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just play a clip from them while they're in the rail yard. The junkyard. The uh, the junkyard, just shooting the shit. I don't know why they stopped. They're just chilling. I forget. No, the junkyard. Yeah, but they, they worried, they're worried about the dog, and then they leisurely walk through it, and then they just stop in the middle of it and sit around and fucking throw rocks in a tin can for about a half hour. Well, I think yeah. Gord- Gordy said something about his dad said the junkyard is like a safe place to to like chill or something. I don't know. Camp out. It's a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> But the junkyard didn't open till like 3 p.m., so they had time to, ch- to kill before dude came with his dog, I suppose. Well, yeah, here's a little uh, convo with them and their uh, predilection towards talking about each other's mothers. You get a flip or not? Come on, Vern, we don't have all day. You lose, Gordy! <laughs> Gordy loses. Oh, Gordy just screwed the pooch. <laughs> Does the word retarded mean anything to you? Yeah, Gordy, go get the provisions, you morphodite. Don't call me any of your mother's pet names. <laughs> what a wet end you are, LaChance. Shut up. I don't shut up. Shut up. I, I grow up. up. And, and when, when I look at you, I throw up. <laughs> and then your mother goes around the corner and she licks it up. Finding new and preferably disgusting ways to degrade a friend's mother was always held in high regard. I mean, we all know some really killer your mom jokes, don't we? Sure. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, you guys, you guys bullshitted with your friends kind of like similar to this growing up, didn't you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that doesn't really translate is there some of the language from 59. Yeah, there's some slang in there that's kind of weird. I hate Corey Feldman's laugh. <laughs> I would have never used as big of a word as morphodite. Yeah. <laughs> <just> like, what? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard anybody use that word. If somebody said that, would have been... Are you talking about Animorphs? Is that, is that what you say? Animorphs? <laughs> Love those books. <laughs> you read Animorphs? Cool. <laughs> I actually never read Animorphs. That was too cool for school, dude. Ooh. Scholastic Book Fair. Got all that shit. Read- <laughs> Readings for nerds. <laughs> book learning so yeah they were flipping coins to see us to go and get supplies which was nobody brought food (laughs) yeah but they're talking about like it was across the street so there was like a junkyard and a general store and like that's it yeah it was pretty uh just out in the middle of nowhere pretty rural area it seemed yeah it seems weird that they would have it there though but the general store uh, owner knew uh, Gordy's brother. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows these kids. That's weird. Everyone loves to keep reminding oh, no. him, too, of his dead <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah. Hey, remember that brother that died? Your brother? <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for what? Uh, Gordy's asking, is trying to yell out the window to his mom. What was he looking for again? His, his canteen. Or canteen. It's in Danny's room. 
It's like, God. <laughs> no, his mom won't even turn around. Yeah. Mom, where's my canteen? Mom. How and long his dad finally goes, it's in Denny's room. Get the fuck alone. Then he's kind of pissed off that he spent too much time in there, too. Like, <laughs> I go on and get. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong kid died. Then they do the flashback to when he gives him his Yankees hat. Because mm-hmm. a lot of Yankees fans in Oregon back in the day. <laughs> Well, they don't have their own team, I suppose. I guess. Bunch of front runners. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, um, you know, like pretty much every Keevan, or Keevan Sting, every <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> Stephen King story uh, pretty much takes place in Maine. And this was supposed to be Castle Rock, Maine, because that's what it is in the book. But I can't remember if it was one of the screenwriters or, or somebody else involved in the production. Um they confuse it with Portland because Portland is referenced a couple of times. And so they thought it was Portland, Oregon. So that's why this movie says Castle Rock, Oregon. Hmm. Gets it wrong. Is there a Castle Rock, Oregon? I don't know. Is there? I don't know there's a Castle Rock, Maine, Jason. I don't know. <laughs> this is made up be. shit from Stephen King. Okay. I don't think it, there is, right? Wasn't the real town Browers, Browersville? Why does Castle Rock sound so... No Castle Rock there. Entertainment, uh, Rob Reiner's production oh, company. Man. Oh, Ray Brower was the dead kid. No, 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 but I mean the actual town they filmed scenes in. Oh, um, I forget about that. I thought it was Browner, Browersville, because they still do... Well, I forget what year. They started doing Standby Me Days okay. every summer where they have a few days and they have do like a pie-eating contest and shit, <laughs> kind of based off the movie, which I was like, I'd go to that. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool. Yep. I I, I Brownsville or Brownsville. Yeah. Yep. There's a township in Minnesota called Castle Rock. There's also a Castle Rock in Colorado. Here's a fun fact. You're going to name all the Castle Rocks? Yeah. Name them. God willing. And that's all I got. Oh, Castle Rock, Washington. Sick. <laughs> Getting close. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Jason's researching <laughs> Castle Rock. <laughs> We can continue with the story at hand. It's very important. So then uh, he comes back with supplies after the shopkeep just depressed him again with as he regaled him with stories of how great his brother was. Um, and then shamed him for not playing football. <laughs> <laughs> that brother was a great quarterback who could really throw the ball. So he gets back, and uh, they take off again, but not before the owner finds out they're there. And six chopper on him. Now he said, sick him, boy. But what I heard was, chopper, sick balls. What did they uh, replace that with on Family Guy? I thought... The, was it chopper, sick balls I still? I think so. Yeah. I thought they had something different for that. I do love it in Pretty Family sure. Guy how the uh, when they find the dead body, like oh god, they're talking about how it's like the most disgusting thing they've ever seen, and it's, it's just Meg. Megs. <laughs> 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 oh man, shut up, Meg. <laughs> so, of course, uh, Will Wheaton just barely outruns Chopper, gets over the fence, and then they turn around, and the dog is not very intimidating. Yeah, it's like a golden retriever. Yeah, but like, barking, it's like a smaller though. one. Something like that. Kind of scraggly. It's barking. Yeah, that's about it. So, again, it harkens to... Sandlot's just ripping off all this dog shit from Stand mm-hmm. By Me because everyone thinks 
you know, the dog is supposed to be like this monster dog in the Sandlot. Of course, it, it is a bigger dog, but yeah. it's not the monster they thought it to be. And yeah. It's really just a just a lovable dog. It's a gentle giant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, oh, and then right before uh, they leave, <laughs> the owner of the junkyard starts talking shit to Teddy mm-hmm. and calling his dad a loon. Yeah. And Teddy proceeds to freak out, you know, and go nuts. And I'm going to rip your head off and shit down your neck. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> You're like, Jesus. Right. And then is they're dragging him away and he's starting to cry. And he's like, my dad Storm Normandy faggot. And he's like, Jesus. <laughs> Get this kid out of here. <laughs> the guy wasn't being very nice either. Picking yeah. on these kids. <laughs> I know all you guys. Well, those kids were trespassing. It his business. Yeah, little shits. <laughs> then they're teasing the dog. Animal cruelty. It's what? true. They're teasing the dog. Animal cruelty. <laughs> yeah. It's emotional abuse. <laughs> I don't think they had animal cruelty till the eighties. I don't think they had any kind of abuse until at least. I mean, after this movie was made, none of that stuff counted when this was made. It's like that Saturday Night Live sketch with that Will Ferrell fake commercial. Yeah, with the video dissing your dog. Like how to train your dog with humility and like verbal abuse or something like that. Mm, you got to nag your dog. Yeah, does he shit talking your dog? <laughs> You're not all that. <laughs> You're just a dumb dog. Yeah, well, he has to be dominant. Well, they can what dogs can sense. Uh, how do they how they phrase it? Like they can sense friendliness and in voices or like the tone. Like they can sense violent or like. Something like hostile or warm based off of tones and voices, I believe. So if you're like yelling at it, it might be more scared. Or if it, who's a good boy? Then it's like, "Mm, I'm a good boy. (laughs) Gets all into it. And I heard they can smell fear. Play your fun facts. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a fun fact. Dolphins aren't fish. They're mammals. Here's another fun fact. I haven't felt the loving embrace of a human being in over three months. <laughs> I'm so lonely. I paid a hobo to spoon with me. So basically, like, my, ne- my next notes are when they're eating and smoking cigarettes. Because mm-hmm. they love a good smoke. Oh, yeah. Like the whole way talking down the down the down the rail. <laughs> Chris Chambers is like, oh, did the best cigarette after supper, yeah. so the cigarette tastes best. Well, he's he's still uh, four cigs off his dad. Got a pack so of Winston's. So he's in for <laughs> running away, lying, and stealing his gun and cigarettes. Don't forget the milk money, that fucking thief. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like it happened like a year ago though so he probably got his for that already that's one thing i didn't get like everyone referenced it like he stole the milk money like what the fuck is everyone talking about gordy's dad shit talking his friends you know a thief and two two what phoebes i was like well, phoebes what yeah, the fuck is phoebes did you look it up i think phoebes is like feeble yeah feeble. yeah a cr- or, you know a thief and two pussies is that what he's saying pretty much i think that's so, he stole the milk money, so he, that's a thief in my book. And oh, is it 
like when the milkman used to come around, maybe he stole it off the milk truck. Well, it sounded like he stole it at school, so they might have pooled all the classes milk money so they can you know distribute milk. I'm thinking when the kids go up to get their milk, they drop in a few coins. They got a whole box of coins, and then. Chris Chambers rolls in that. with his dad's piece. And <laughs> 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 the smoke in his ear. He goes, let's have it. <laughs> we used to steal milk cartons out of the uh, cafeteria after school. <laughs> steal milk? <laughs> yeah, we'd steal milk. But it was after school, right? So, I mean, that yeah, shit's getting thrown school. anyway. That shit's going to, to waste anyways. Yeah, you guys are rebels. Did you go by the seesaw smoking J or what? <laughs> oh, no. We walked around Valley Fair smoking cigs, though. <laughs> Valley Fair is the local theme park just outside of the Twin Cities. It's like a, it's kind of like a Six Flags. <clears throat> but we, we were with Enderly's parents, uh, and uh, they wanted to go in the Lazy River. So then us, we were like, well, all right. They're like, how old were you when you were smoking these cigs? Uh, I was probably ninth grade. So you're so like 15? 14. 14, 14 or 13. God, and nobody else. like Damn. stopped these 14-year-old kids smoking? <laughs> they were like, yeah, you can. They wanted to go on the Lazy River, and we'll just all go on rides. So then right after they got out of eyesight, uh, we pulled out the cigs, and then we just started walking around smoking cigs. And then we went over the bridge, <laughs> and the Lazy River went under the bridge. Mm-hmm. And apparently Anderley's dad was on the tube, and he saw us walking by smoking cigs. <laughs> <laughs> so Anderley got yelled at after we all got dropped off. He didn't want to embarrass him. <laughs> I remember getting in trouble for smoking a candy cigarette at Skateville. <laughs> at Skateville? Yeah. Candy they... smokes were the best. Yeah. <laughs> Not the bubblegum ones, though, because I didn't want to chew or pop anything. I just wanted to suck the candy. Yeah, just the sugar stick. Yeah, the sugar <laughs> stick ones. Like There was like some bubblegum ones. I was like, ah. I wonder I if they make sure. You think they still make candy cigarettes? They do. Do they? Yeah. You oh, can get sweet. them at that, uh, you know, they have that big yellow candy barn on 169. They have, like, candy from all over the world. Ah. You can get it there. I have to go mm. pick up a carton. They taste like shit now. Maybe they always did. <laughs> they probably It's like did. chalk with a little bit of sugar in it. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all wanna, might want to be a little careful who you tell you uh, that you like to suck sugar sticks, though. You might be taking the wrong way. Where have you been hanging out lately? <laughs> Just saying. It's a different time. What crowds have you been running with? <laughs> My crew wouldn't put up with that shit. <laughs> Fuck no. Just saying. It could be considered a euphemism. Hey, roll your fucking ass. <laughs> hey, you know, street toughs over in Evergrove Heights. <laughs> hey, you know, cheap dime store hoods. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Um, so we yeah. don't have we don't have dime stores. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Now that dime store just changed into dollar store, because there wasn't a quarter store. I don't think was there. Dimes. I never even heard of dime store. Before. Dime store. That was you know, back when you know dollar was still a lot. So that's what it was people didn't want to go store? to dollar stores. Oh. I never <laughs> heard, heard of that. dime stores. Heard of a dime bag. Not the same thing, Jason. I thought you were. That's what you're referring to or something. Did you know that Jason. What can you buy for a dime? (laughs) Did you know that JCPenney doesn't put dimes in their registers because their owner wanted to make sure that everybody knew that they are not a dime store? Mm. Fact. That's why they're doing killer (laughs) business. (laughs) Fact. 
a business model that they refuse to update for 30 years. People win. 30. This is our focus. <laughs> they worked in the 80s. I don't think it's working anymore. Yeah, I can't imagine why people aren't ordering out of a paper catalog. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> Speaking of camping, I hear Sears has a lot of empty space to camp out in these days. Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Edit that out. (laughs) Car crash. (laughs) Let's cut to dinner where they're... The boys are enjoying their nice cigarettes. Nothing like a smoke after a meal. Yeah. I cherish these moments. Kids were just so into smoking back in the day. I cherish these moments. Smoking cigs well, was the shit. Yeah. <laughs> you roll around and smoke cigs. Well, they used to, they used to never smoke did. in the hospital Until back college. then. Until college? Yeah. Oh. First cigarette I had was in college. We used to create uh, cigarette bongs. <laughs> cigarette bongs? <laughs> Sounds terrible. It was. It was absolutely atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> just like one time. <laughs> Yeah, you just roll around and smoke cigs. That's rural Minnesota. <laughs> I can even relate to them just stopping at a junkyard and fucking throwing rocks at cans. Yeah. In Clare City, Minnesota? Mm-hmm. There ain't nothing else to do. You used to throw rocks at cars. I used to throw rocks at cars. <laughs> uh, like people's Cars mail. that were driving by him. <laughs> <laughs> With people in them. <laughs> that wasn't in rural Minnesota. That was Colorado Springs. <laughs> I remember shooting a potato can in at cars. That was, that was, that was kind of a bad kid. There you go. <laughs> Jeez, that's a, that's a heavy projectile. <laughs> we didn't shoot him directly at the cars. We'd shoot him up in the air when a car was coming. Oh, so you wanted to, you know, break through the windshield and kill everyone <laughs> driving yeah. in the front seat. Like it, I, was a, I did a lot of not smart things. <laughs> we just used to just steal lawn ornaments and then just throw them on the road. <laughs> oh yeah, we would take uh like political candidate signs, you know, out of people's yards. Put them across the road. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. Not you two? Just me and Jason? Well, <laughs> can relate well. to the anarchy that is stand by me? Well, we used to shoot a lot of water balloons like all around town. Like, we used to do it, shoot it into the pool from, well, not into the pool, like, the pool area, like, everyone's sunbathing. We'd be a block away because we had one of those huge slings that would shoot it, you know, 100 yards. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'd launch it at people that were sunbathing and whatnot until the <laughs> owner of the pool, like, snuck up behind us. You assholes, wrecking my business. <laughs> like, he stole it from us. <laughs> and then I was courting his young daughter at the time, and I did not know that that was her dad. Until, like, my other buddy's like, oh, that's, uh, well, we weren't dating. It was a girl that I was starting to hang out with. But um, my other buddy of mine was like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's her dad. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't know that. So <laughs> next time I was over there, I got the sling back. He's like, yeah, just keep it away from the pool, huh? <laughs> keep it in your pants, <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, man. But, like, the Main Street was at the bottom of a hill. So we used to be at the top of a hill. Oh, you betcha, like yeah. Our house, yeah. Shooting water balloons to the cars below. 
and like the drunk people that are walking out of the bars below, <laughs> which is like probably about two blocks away because the balloons got there because we were up so high. So we'd arc it up and it would fall all the way down there. And then we learned a nice little lesson about physics when I <laughs> went down there because I was going to leave for the night. I was like, hey, you guys can you can practice. And I'm going to I'll drive through. You can try and hit my car. I guess about 20 minutes before I left, we had all gone down there to see where they had landed. And there was a, a windshield that was shattered. I'm like, what the fuck? It's all wet. Well, why is this windshield broken? It's <laughs> just water. <laughs> it's just water. And so luckily, like when I drove through, they missed my car by literally inches. I saw it go right across my hood and it splashed right outside my driver's side window. So it barely missed me, but... Like the next day, I'm talking to one of the science teachers in my hometown, and I was like, "So wait, is this possible? Like, how did we, you know, break a, a car windshield?" And he goes, "Oh, let's do the physics. Let's map it out here," and we did rough, you know, estimates of how high it was, you know, the height of what we were above Main Street, how high the water balloon would go, and we basically figured out to, you know, give or take a few miles per hour or something like that by the time the water balloon hit main street it was a pound of mass traveling at roughly 101 miles an hour so <laughs> we kind of stopped doing that after because <laughs> so we've been doing this for like a few weeks you know and like people would walk out of the bar and they'd be stumbling into their car and all of a sudden it would just be splash like right next to them and they'd look all around you know they couldn't see shit so then they'd panic and sprint to their car and uh good thing we didn't hit anyone probably <laughs> fucking break their arm or fucking kill somebody i don't know damn next thing they know they're just out cold on the sidewalk yeah. <laughs> he's wet sir <laughs> who spilled on my crime scene here I'm trying to get clues <laughs> johnson did you spill your drink all right, back to the story at hand. Enough about our malfeasances, young children. <laughs> so, yeah, they enjoy the cigarettes after a nice dinner, and then they have Gordy tell them a story. And, like, Brett, I think you told me at work, like, you always forget that this story of the pie-eating contest is well, in here. I always forget about it, too. And the two times that I watched it. You yeah. forget the pie? St- <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. I forget it sometimes, too. Huh. Well, I've only seen it twice, so I I had forgotten it from the first time I had seen it. I guess I've seen it parodied, but it's probably my favorite part. Yeah, I was gonna say I always that's one of the most vivid scenes I always remember from Stand by Me. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> probably actually my earliest memory of it, which is why I don't necessarily it didn't always circle back to Stand by Me at the time because I think this scene might have been the first scene I saw out of the movie. Like, he was on TV, and I flipped it on, and it was, like, right at this part. So then it cuts away to, you know, the kids, or Gordy telling the story, and I'm like, well, what the hell is this? What happened to the fat kid in the pie-eating contest? <laughs> I thought this was the movie we were watching here. <laughs> they should do a lard-ass spinoff, though. Yeah. That'd be an interesting movie, I think. They should have Stewie following him around with the tuba. A nice little soundtrack for him. But yeah, I just like John Cusack, sometimes I forget that the Pioneer Contest was in here. Uh, I always remember it because it's, it's pretty 
I don't know. It's a pretty swift change of pace all of a sudden. I guess I always mm-hmm. notice. Like, it's the one element where you go, "Oh yeah, Stephen King did write this book." Like, because it is pretty graphic and kind of like intense. Mm-hmm. I would say even in the movie, where I was like, when I used to always think of Stephen King, you always just think horror type shit. And mm-hmm. I remember watching Stand by Me when I was younger, and I'd seen other Stephen King horror movies like Pet Cemetery and stuff. I think I maybe read a book or something, but it's a stand by me. And I was like, eh, it's okay. It's just, it was surprising with Stephen King. And then this scene came and I was like, eh, like it's pretty intense <laughs> all of a sudden yeah. with this like coming of age tale. And then mm-hmm. people puking all over <laughs> themselves. He drank oil. Yeah. Castor oil. Right, I, was that's like, what castor I, was, I remember oil. going, Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what is, he drank like a, a liter of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then he put down like, he, then he uh, had a raw egg. Yeah, and then he put down like five blueberry pies because castor oil you use for joints and like small simple machine type things, right? To keep things like lubricated. Isn't that what castor oil is for? I don't know. That's uh, what I thought it was for. I, I guess they didn't have epigac back in the '59, but it was also castor oil. It's also one pretty. Uh, it's pretty excellent, like kids storytelling mm-hmm. over the top. Like, you drank mm, castor yeah. oil and ate all these raw eggs. It's like all this mm-hmm. gross shit that little boys probably like cars and shit like that. And think of raw yeah. eggs, guys eating raw eggs, like, and then puked all over everybody. And then this person puked. And mm-hmm. It was like, it was a pretty fucking good story for a kid to tell, like I would yeah. say. It's pretty on point. I have a clip here of the end of the story. I wanted to play it because, yeah, it's, it's a great example of what you're talking about there. Just that language that was kind of used when you were a kid, the mm-hmm. certain emphasis you put on certain things. Slowly, a sound started to build in Larnett's stomach. A strange and scary sound, like a log truck coming at you at a hundred miles an hour. opened his mouth and before Bill Travis knew it he was covered with five pies worth of used blueberries the women in the audience screamed boss man Bob Cormier took one look at Bill Travis and barfed on Principal Wiggins Principal Wiggins barfed on a lumberjack that was sitting next to him Mayor Grundy barfed on his wife's tits but when the smell hit the crowd that's when Lardass's plan really started to work Girlfriends barfed on boyfriends. Kids barfed on their parents. A fat lady barfed in her purse. The Donnelly twins barfed on each other. And the women's auxiliary barfed all over the benevolent order of antelopes. And Lardash just sat back and enjoyed what he'd created. A complete and total barforama. Yeah, you remember back when we used to use tits as punctuation in our sentences? Anytime you said tits, your voice got louder. And it was always like the end of the sentence. It was like an exclamation point. Like tits? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, like, that's cool? Or you just no, saying no, like when just you're like... talking about tits? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Gordy's like, well, Mayor barfed on his wife, tits! Because <laughs> like, tits was always like emphasized. Yeah. But this... like boobs was, it had, took a little longer to say. So it wasn't, didn't like pack as much of a punch. But with tits... You could really pack a punch in there. 
Tits is almost in the same vein as cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know about cunt growing up, though. Uh, I didn't either. I remember <laughs> I was always saying boobs and tits in front of my mom, but I remember saying she was fine with boob. Like, if I mentioned it or something, if I was joking around, but tits was too graphic. I wouldn't let you, like, don't say tits. So then I, so then I would fit a tits in every once in a while. It was funny to me. <laughs> and I always thought, like, why does it matter? I didn't tits? Like, <laughs> but I see what you're saying. Yeah. But how does the story end? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, would Vern ask that, or is that I think it's Ted, Teddy? Teddy, that was Teddy. It. Corey Feldman yeah, he's just disappointed. He's like, "How does it end, though?" <laughs> <laughs> he's not convinced that's the end. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like that—that that is the end. That's it. Beginning, middle, end. He goes home and he celebrates with some cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> no castor oil this time. So I, I did look. Castor oil is a common laxative. Oh. So he's lucky it came up, and uh, you know. Oh yeah, luckily he drank a <laughs> liter of it. <laughs> you got to drink a liter of this, and then you'll. Yeah, but I, you know what I'm saying. He's lucky it came out the top, and yeah, not the other. It's a laxative, so, you know. Blow your butthole out. <laughs> <laughs> that would have really backfired. <laughs> Get it, Jason. Yep. Backfired. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> ha. I was just thinking about how everybody's puke was all purple like those pies, but I mean Maybe they were testing it before. I think it was a Maybe. blueberry festival. Yeah. Oh so, okay. Was Everybody it? was eating blueberry pie all day. I don't know. Oh. Did he have a good uh good setup? The one guy story. was very threatened by Lardass. Didn't want his <laughs> string of championships to be interrupted by him yeah. <laughs> warns them and like was that, the guy, that, was that yeah. the guy that tripped him yeah hey, lord ass did you like your trip oh man so there isn't uh too much left um we didn't really talk about the second train dodge. Thoughts. <laughs> That's stressful. Mm-hmm. The suspense. Well, Vern could just stay on his fucking feet. Yeah. yeah why did he have to crawl? Oh, those those slats. Slat. He's such a phoebe. Those, yeah, he's a phoebe. Those slats are pretty <laughs> far apart, but still. <laughs> they dropped his fucking comb. God, he was so obsessed with that comb. Such a loser. He didn't even have hair to comb. <laughs> It'll look good for the TV cameras. Still pretty iconic scene. Right? Yep. Why was that I'd train say. coming through? It only had one car and a caboose. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was waiting around the corner and he saw the kids. <laughs> he was firing it up. <laughs> 40 points for this. That would explain why they didn't get up to speed fast enough to right. roll over. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. In the shot where Gordy and Vern are running towards the camera with the train right behind them, the train was actually at the far end of the trestle with the two actors on the opposite end. The crew used a 600-millimeter long-focus lens that, when shot at uh, the telephoto end, compressed the image so much that it made it look like the train was right behind them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
It was, it was like a four, 600 millimeter long focus lens. That's. I read it was four female stunt doubles that played the boys. Oh, right. Like from the side, the distant side shot, it's actually just four mm. females that had the similar build as those guys. Mm. That's who's actually running. Hmm. Yeah, they just cut their hair to look the same. Yeah, and yep. yep. They should have not cut their hair. They should have they could know that they're female. <laughs> you cut to the side <laughs> shot and just hair. They're very big chest. <laughs> they're all wearing dresses big all of a sudden. Big tits. <laughs> <laughs> Would have worked for Vern, so. <laughs> Vern's got tits. <laughs> Yeah, they obviously escape certain death. And then they end up, uh, right before they find the dead body, they go into a, they kind of cross a little pond or stream type of It's like a area. swamp. Yeah. And they end up getting leeches everywhere. You ever everywhere. Guys, everywhere. You get leeches everywhere? Yeah, leeches right on his uh, dick or his balls or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Down his shorts. Yeah. That is a little bit. Too much of a close-up on him pulling it out, though, huh? <laughs> I guess for some people. <laughs> Rob Reiner really got in there. It's like, we need it nice and tight. <laughs> <laughs> Old meathead over there calling the shots. <laughs> no one else noticed that? <laughs> so you're saying it was a pretty voyeuristic look. I was saying they had a young boy touching a 12-year-old kid in his underwear, and they just zoomed in right on his uh, lower abdomen as he reached in. Like his stomach? And like his belly button? Is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His whitey-tighty underwear. That would be the lower abdomen as he, he reaches in his underpants and pulls a leech out. <laughs> a big leech. Yeah. No uh, comment. <laughs> <laughs> Cover the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, earlier when they were when they were roasting food in the fire, and Burns drops in the fire. He's like, "Oh, you got another one in there, Gordy? Sorry, man, it's the last one." Like, yeah, you have to grill your wiener. Be a small meal, though. <laughs> I can wiener joke. <laughs> Oh, he was walking around with raw hamburger in his backpack for like four hours. <laughs> so uh, then they find the body and uh, pretty much immediately Gordy breaks down because it kind of just reminds him of his dead brother and kind of hits home for him. You know, why did he have to go? Well, he didn't cry at his brother's funeral because no. he's a asshole. <laughs> he ain't no punk bitch. <laughs> Well, did he never see his dead brother's body? He ain't no Phoebe. Because he said, uh, let, me tell you about the, let me tell you about the time I, I first saw a dead body. But then, like, the whole thing is about how he's, his brother's dead. Then why would he have seen his brother's body? Because usually at funerals, you see the body. Usually? Yeah. Have you, how many funerals have you been to? A handful. I've never seen a dead body. You've never seen an open casket? No, never. I, don't, I thought that was pretty rare these days. I've I think it's pretty rare if you get to. shot in the face, but yeah. like if you die normally. Yeah. Every I think every funeral I've been to has been open casket. Really? Oh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I think all but one. Just a little something about death for you. All right. I learned <laughs> something new today. 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe all the funerals are you're going to are from gang violence. <laughs> <laughs> Jason hangs out in some rough neighborhoods, I yeah. think. Has a rough group of friends and acquaintances. Jason's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his legend just continuously grows. Like his wiener. Oh, <laughs> what? Wiener jokes. Uh, wiener joke. Call back. Oh. Podcast done. <laughs> Not even going to ask how Jones knows that. <laughs> I asked your mom. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Mom jokes come full circle. <laughs> it ends with a mom joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> Kiefer shows up with his cronies uh, right around this time. You know, now they both want to claim the dead body. Eventually, you know, the kids can claim it, but they don't. They make an anonymous call because they decide nobody should get credit for it. And I didn't really agree with their reasoning going into it. Like at the beginning of the movie, like, yeah, we'll be heroes. I'm like, why? Because you found a dead kid? He's missing. Well, he's, yeah, but it's pretty. You find him dead. They're not going to be <clears throat> like all those stories you see. Like, yeah, he was found by so and so who was fishing in the stream nearby. Yeah, and little nowadays. kids in a small town. I mean, that would be yeah. big news. You know, they'd be yeah, in the, the paper. paper and everything. Especially if they said they went out looking for it and they found them, mm. not just like stumbled upon them. I think back then it would have been big news because there wasn't a lot of stuff going on. There wasn't. Twitter yeah. or Facebook or... But I think the oh, the heroes aspect is a little overplayed. I'm like, well, you didn't find him alive. You didn't well, find him quick enough. That's the boys aspect, I think, of the whole idea. Yeah. Well, I think... They're yeah. dumb kids. Just finding him would be enough because nobody knows where he is and now you do. They're going to pull him out of the woods, though. Like, that... What are they going to yeah. carry him back? I'm wondering what was the plan. <laughs> okay, we'll build a stretcher. I wish that is how the end of the one. They pull the piece on Kiefer, and then they go, all right, let's haul him out. Get him, Chambers. And then Chambers just throws him on his back. And then part two is <laughs> the, the trek back. Yeah. And they have to go through all the, all the obstacles again. <laughs> oh, I got a leech on his wiener. Guess he won't care. <laughs> Train. <laughs> he falls off the tracks in the water. <laughs> Fuck. Sequel. Yeah, I would watch that movie. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> where would they bring him if they dragged him back? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was <laughs> to the junkyard. But uh, yeah, I was gonna say Kiefer hangs out with Chris's brother, whose name is Eyeball, mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out why they call him Eyeball. Yeah, I don't know. Was he like cross-eyed or something? Eyeball Chambers. I didn't know. And then Vern's brother is also eyes. in that. What was Vern's brother's name? You remember? I don't recall. I don't know if they even said it. Maybe once. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty pretty funny when Teddy's shit talking him. Well, you know, yeah, we heard about <laughs> what you're doing. Oh, I wish we didn't boost that car. <laughs> what do you say? He turned his panties into a fudge factory or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's pretty good. I have a clip here from the end of that where uh, Kiefer threatens Chris Chambers with a knife, the the dreaded switchblade. Okay, Chambers, you little faggot. This is your last chance. What do you say, kid? Why don't you go home and fuck your mother some more? You're dead. Come on, Chris, it's wet. You're not taking Come him. Come on, man, this is crazy. You're not taking him. He's got a knife, man. Jeez, come on, man. 
gonna have to kill me, Ace. No problem. You're not taking him. Nobody's taking him. Come on, kid, just give me the gun before you take your foot off. You ain't got the sack to shoot a woodchuck. Move, Ace. I'll kill you, I swear to God. Come on, Lachance, give me the gun. You must have at least some of your brother's good sense. Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. What are you gonna do, shoot us all? No ways. Just you. Boss. Ooh. He's got a fat one. Biggest one in four counties. <laughs> <laughs> Boss was the catchphrase of the radio station there. The old boss DJ in. Bruce? No. <laughs> He's the boss. No, it was the, the <laughs> DJ the DJ was the boss. <laughs> and so everything was boss. I don't think I doubt he was born to run, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably not. <laughs> Much less a radio station. Now if you and three friends went out with a gun on a, like a road trip to find this body. You would have shot that gun at least one time. Yeah, you'd think like so. Like just for shits and giggles. Well, he shot it in town already. Yeah. yeah. Accidentally. Didn't know it was loaded. Once you got out of town. like <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he, he'd only taken a certain amount of shells because he said he, he got them from uh, his dad would have right. thought he used them shooting at beer cans when he's drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he took a limited supply. So, you know, they had a... You know, watch their ammo in case they came up against heavy, heavies, he- heavy enemy forces. <laughs> <laughs> you know, their stuff dried off awfully quit it, quick after they went in that swamp. Yeah, I think they just kind of <laughs> like blew each other. <laughs> <laughs> blew each other. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Stephen King story. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too far off and in, in fucking it they have like seven 13 year olds that run a train on a, another 13 year old girl so huh like in, in it in the book it you know there's the one female character the little yeah. girl and all the other in the book ev- all the other boys run a train on her yeah huh i've heard that Does i don't remember King that from that original really movie up childhood <laughs> yeah. or something what's that said did Stephen King have a really fucked up childhood or something? No. I don't well, I don't so. know, maybe, but I don't think he did. I don't know. Well, his brother died and his dad kept saying it should have been you. He <laughs> 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 became a writer. In the 80s he was doing a lot of coke, so I don't yeah. know if he, you know, did any of this stuff in the 80s, but I don't know. Like watching this movie, I was thinking it would be it would have been really fun to have a childhood like that where you could just run off into the woods and disappear with your friends for like two days but i think if i was 12 years old and i saw one of my friends pull out a gun and somebody else pulled out a knife i'd be like what the fuck is going on <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time I 
1959. I always thought of the 50s as so innocent and wholesome, you know? Leave it to Beaver. The 50s were pretty racist. (laughs) 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 Which led to the 60s. Which were slightly less racist. Eventually. Eventually. (laughs) Got it. Over some, you guys have any more final thoughts here? I can run through some, some fun facts. We got to wrap it up. Yeah. Are you tell me, you don't have the last bit where they give the where are they now, Richard Dreyfus? No, I didn't. I didn't do that. No, no. So Vern got married and had four kids, like right after high school. Yeah, yeah. Teddy, they never really heard from again after like the end of the summer or like a he year did later. odd jobs. He tried to join the military but couldn't get in because of was, his eyesight. He was yeah. in and out of jail, did a stint in prison, and then he was mm. just doing odd jobs. Yeah, Teddy so talked about how him and him and Chris were the only they stayed close, but he yeah. wasn't close to the other two after that summer, basically. Yeah. And then Wait, uh, he he Chris Chambers got stabbed years? outside the Viper room. What? <laughs> <laughs> didn't he say when Chris died that he hadn't seen him in 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, but he was. But they like, were close up until then yeah. or something. He's like, or at least kept in touch. Sure. You don't even have a soundbite of the last thing. What? Stand by me? Where it's for. Yeah, the song or with his I friends. The song. Whole point of the goddamn movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. <laughs> but I'm probably going to edit it in differently. Or a different part when it fades out. Oh. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> so just let me do that on my own time. <laughs> so I can only do 30 seconds. Has come. That was like 20. It <laughs> does the end. Richard Dreyfus ends by saying, Never had as good of friends as when I was a boy or at that time or something like that. Yeah. And he scampers off with his son and his friend to go fish. Jesus, who does? Jesus, is anyone? Or something like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he types it in there in that cool old personal computer from 86. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Solid stuff. I knew what Richard Dreyfus was in this, but I still didn't recognize him. Both times I watched it. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Clean-shaven Richard Dreyfus from the 80s. It's totally unrecognizable to me. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. So after director Rob Reiner screened the movie for Stephen King, he noticed that King was visibly shaking and wasn't speaking. He left the room and upon his return, told Reiner that the movie was the best adaption of his work he had ever seen. Which this seems like another one of those like half bullshit trivias because I'm pretty sure I've seen other um so like Shawshank or The Mist or there's some been some other movies where he Stephen King talked about how well no this is the best ad- adaptation of his work because he's like Frank Darabont's work on his work because mm-hmm. Frank Darabont did Green Mile Shawshank Redemption and The Mist yeah and I remember him talking about how he liked how he changed the ending of The Mist maybe not his favorite ad- adaptation of his work but I don't know this seems like. Maybe just at the time. Yeah, I mean, was this was long adaption. before any of those movies. So was that was 86. He was able to change his mind after he picked his first <laughs> best adaptation. Yeah. Well, he hated <laughs> The Shining, so that was pretty easy for him to not count. <laughs> I would have thought Maximum Overdrive would have been his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty awesome movie. But w- when is. we did Maximum Overdrive, Jones and I, the 
one of the fun facts was <laughs> he said that Maxim Overdrive was the worst adaption of his work, and he directed it. He directed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of cocaine. <laughs> um, Kiefer Sutherland claimed in an interview that in one of the locations of the film, a Renaissance fair was being held, and the cast and crew attended and bought some cookies. Unfortunately, the cookies turned out to be pot cookies. And two hours later, the crew found Jerry O'Connell crying and high on cookies somewhere in the park. That sounds like the <laughs> best Renaissance Festival ever. So River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, Will Wheaton, and Jerry O'Connell got up to much mischief in the hotel they were staying in during filming. This included throwing all the poolside furniture into the pool, uh, Wheaton fixing video games in the lobby so they could play them for free, and Phoenix, uh, egged on by the other boys, unknowingly covering Kiefer Sutherland's car in mud, only discovering whose car it was when Sutherland confronted a scared and nervous Phoenix about it later. And he's like, hey, you ever tried a speedball? Corey Feldman has stated in several interviews that all the characters, that of all the characters he's played, Teddy was actually the closest to his personality and personal life at the time. In an interview with Stephen King in the special features section of the DVD, he reveals that the scene with the leeches actually did happen to him when he was a child. So, see. Uh, to keep in character while off camera, Kiefer Sutherland uh, often picked on Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, and Drew O'Connell. Yeah, just being awesome. a dick to him. To keep yeah, in character, he says. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just because he's an asshole. Um, no, this one I found in there, and I guess I don't know the validity of it, but I found it kind of disturbing. It says, River Phoenix lost his virginity during filming. Rob Reiner remembered that Phoenix came into work one day with this big smile on his face after spending the night with a family friend. He wrote to Reiner on a piece of paper saying, It finally happened. Um, this is Corey Feldman drank alcohol, kissed a girl off screen, and smoked pot for the first time during that fateful summer of 85. So Feldman's starting to do some drugs, I can see. He goes off the deep end. But River Phoenix, this movie came out like right before. There was a premiere. It wasn't released, but it was a premiered the day before he turned 16. I think they made it the previous summer. So he River Phoenix was only 14 or 15 at the time. And I'm like, who the fuck? This family friend. Why is he writing to Rob Reiner? Like, hey, I finally got laid last night. Because <laughs> I assume it's not another 14 or 15 year old girl that he was with. Why do you assume that? Well, because a family friend could have been. been the daughter of a family that his parents were friends with. Could have been, but I just, I don't know. I know it's dangerous to assume, but I just figured it was going to be an older girl that was getting involved with a up and rising young actor. Well, remember, it was the 80s. None of that stuff counted back then. Yeah. Well, don't tell that to Corey Feldman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really weird that Rob Reiner would be that interested that. River Phoenix would feel compelled to say, it finally <laughs> happened. Yeah. They've been having conversations about it. So did it happen yet? Huh? Comes into work. and Well, Kiefer <laughs> was walking around set making fun of all the kids. Never been laid. Pussy. <laughs> Picking on them. Yeah. Virgins. Virgins. <laughs> so I just found it weird that they were writing about the virginity of a 
14 or 15 year old child but i don't know hey good for him yeah (laughs) (laughs) when the boys add up all their money they come up with two dollars and 37 cents the number 237 appears in quite Mm. a few stephen king stories Uh, most famously room 237 in the shining and the somewhat decent documentary room 237 uh, the Royal River is mentioned in several of um, Stephen King's novels, including The Body, when the boys cross it only to be attacked by leeches, as well as Salem's Lot and the Shawshank Redemption. In the Shawshank Redemption, that was the river that Andy Dufresne said he threw his gun into. He was on the witness stand. He's like, I threw my gun in the Royal River. I feel I've been very clear on this point. He's hmm. like, yeah, we dragged the river for three days and the gun was never found. You're going to jail. <laughs> life <laughs> that's so it connects back to Shawshank there's a couple other connect or like random connections I saw because apparently I believe it was Teddy's character that they said um, and Carrie that gas station that blows up was apparently owned by Teddy or Teddy worked there or something like that like K- Teddy's character hmm. oh there's just... a couple of different things like that I huh. ran across. I think Chambers is mentioned in some other um, stories as well. Diane but. Chambers from Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Been rewatching Cheers? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of ups. Yeah, like two, <laughs> nine, uh, it's close to 300, I think. Um, Woody is solid. <laughs> <laughs> Took a while to get in. It's like season four, Woody push shows yeah. up. So you like a solid Woody? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Biggest one in four counties. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you guys want to add? I read that the when Stephen King, he wrote the book, and then was later sued by a friend who claimed that he stole it from him. I couldn't tell if he ever actually won any money off of it, but Stephen King said after that that he doesn't. Uh, review fans work anymore for fear of being sued essentially for stealing their ideas hmm. so the body apparently it was the book that he plagiarized or something off some other guy's short story mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it all right well if that's it then i think that's it please do us a favor rate and review on itunes and stitcher subscribe you can follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie. <laughs> I'll think about it for a second. <laughs> Check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. And you can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Stay tuned for more summer movies coming out this summer. We'll be back next episode with Robocop. We should also, we're going to be dropping two apps this week. Two movie apps. Two leftovers. Big week. I don't hold on to him. I get him. I get him out to you, the people. He's even clamoring for him. People won't shut up about it. They're at your front door right now. Front door. Apartment door. Oh, <laughs> somebody knocking. Clamoring. Okay. Oh, don't you hear the clamoring? No. <laughs> Jason heard it. Yep. Okay. Right back there. That's all we need. All right. We will check you later. Tits. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Bye.
such a dork, man. What are you talking Tricky about? Tricky later. Tricky later. <laughs> hey, man, you're off my case. <laughs>